a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. This show features interviews with our small business community that help create our job market. We're supported by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. I have Francis Batista with me here, and he's one of the founders of Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. And what they have recently done is they have launched a new project, Best Friends Roadhouse and Mercantile in Kanab. And you have to check out their website because you will not believe it. It is, I mean, I've seen Pet Friendly before, but this is a whole different experience. This is pet-centric. Francis, thank you so much, first of all, for your remarkable work. I'm a huge fan of Julie Castles. I've been to Best Friends. I've been on your campus. I've had a tour, and it is just amazing work. And I'm excited to hear about uh, your new adventure. And also, anything else you want to share with us with Best Friends and, and how you're adjusting with our current situation. So thank you for being on Mighty Main Street, Francis. Well, thank you. The Roadhouse in Mercantile is really uh, an exciting project that we launched a few years ago. And really, it was, the point of it was the sanctuary is part of uh, the, is the heart and the, the headquarters of Best Friends Animal Society, which is a national uh, organization. We have centers in New York, in three in Los Angeles, Salt Lake, uh, Atlanta, um, and in various places around the country. And our mission is to end shelter killing in the country. And so... We have visitors from all over the country and, in fact, all over the world who come to visit the sanctuary either for education or for just a personal experience. And the, the sanctuary itself is, is, if you've been here, you, I think you can attest, you know, it's like a national park in its own right. But then again, so many places in Utah are like national parks in their own right. But it's really spectacularly beautiful. And so what uh, we wanted to do was to expand the reach of the sanctuary and make it possible for people who were visiting here to have that kind of curated is kind of a sad word, but I'm going to use it, uh, curated experience while they're visiting the sanctuary so that when they, you know, they can volunteer from, you know, eight to five, but rather than just simply cut them loose and you're on your own to have a place that is in, in Kanab city that is, part of their their best friend's experience and then to help them find their way around southern utah so we can recommend tour guides recommend services and things in the area because you know a lot of folks come from big cities or across the country and landing in a small rural town in, in southern utah is you know can be a challenge and so the point of all of this is to both expand our capacity to accommodate 
guests and visitors to the sanctuary, but also to help them find their way around southern Utah and really get the most out of their visit. I've been to the sanctuary. It is remarkable. You have the largest pet cemetery in the world, I believe. Is that correct? I don't know that we've calibrated our (laughs) – probably. You're probably right. It's certainly the largest sanctuary uh, in the United States and and likely the world. But Angel's Rest, which is where we uh, inter the animals that are here at the sanctuary – and also, there are a lot of when you were there, you probably saw all these um, chimes. And oh yeah, it's amazing. Various dedications, and those are from mostly from our members commemorating their own pets who have passed. So there's a, it's a, this is a community. It's a community of animal lovers that's, you know, extends across the country and in many other parts of the world. And so the sanctuary is the heart and soul of that. And the Roadhouse, which is you know, and it just opened. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> just last uh, about a year ago, and then we dove directly into all of the COVID restrictions. But we are now we're operating normally. Uh, we have some it's a spectacular place and it's very beautiful and really uh, a treat to to recommend to people because it's so well thought out. And again, it's, as you say, it's so pet centric. Oh, it is. In fact, you know what, uh, Julie Castle, your CEO, um, I've had a chance to meet with her a couple of times, and she's remarkable, to say the least. And I asked her, um, I said, the pet cemetery is so beautiful with all the chimes. Can I be buried there? And she said, no, it's it's actually for pets. <laughs> <laughs> but you, so, might be able to get a, you might be able to get a chime placed in your honor there. I think you probably well, figured that out. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, Francis, I've got to be so careful. Um, I, I think there's a hoarder in me because I, I want a third dog, and my husband said no. Um, and, of course, now I'm on to donkeys anyway. So, yeah, it's, it, that place totally speaks to me. I, I love your mission of No Kill by 2025. Do you did, – did did COVID set that back a little bit? Are you still on track to do No Kill by 2025 completely? Well, actually, there was a, a, a totally unexpected um, – and, you know, it's, it's really uh, – you don't want to talk about silver linings in the middle of such a, tr- a national uh, tragedy as COVID. But what it – obligated us to do and it was, you know, we've been talking for a long time. We've known forever that shelters really are not a great place for animals. Animals don't thrive in shelters, regardless of how well run the shelter is. It's stressful. It's isolating. It's scary. You know, dogs and cats just do not do well in shelters. Our vision of the future has always been a, a world or a nation without shelters, rather the community that provides the support, all of the animals within the community that are loved by individuals within those those communities. When COVID hit, a lot of the shelters had to stop operations. They had to close down. And what happened was that they moved their work of sheltering to the community in terms of foster care. What's happened as a result of COVID is kind of a leapfrogging of a whole series of of things and a, a move to what the kind of preferred future where shelters are the brick and mortar shelter is uh, not the centerpiece of, of, of animal services in a community, but rather the community is the centerpiece of animal services in, within the community. And a lot of that is taking place across, across the country. So in a lot of ways, uh, our mission for 2025 has been accelerated advanced by COVID because we've had to make on-the-fly adjustments and leapfrog a whole series of things that were part of the issues that we were working to deal with and working to change with regard to sheltering in this country. But 
COVID provide the spark and the motivation and the initiative to actually, okay, we, the shelters are closed. People can't go in there. People can't visit the shelters. Shelter workers can't deal with the public. What do we do? How do we relate to this? And the answer was the community, fostering, support, neighbor-to-neighbor work, all of the things that in a preferred environment and preferred world where you have a, a, a community of animal lovers supporting the animals in their community. And that really makes perfect sense. And we've kind of started inching and, and taking steps into that world. And that's kind of so we really the COVID has been for the work of animal sheltering has been something that's pushed us forward by necessity. So it's, you know, there are a lot of positives that have come out of it. That's fantastic news. You know, before we uh, we're getting ready to close. Before we go, I just got to I just got to talk about the Roadhouse because um, you've got forty hotel rooms and suites. And I mean, this is so animal centric. You've got a fenced dog park, dog splash zone, dog washing stations, um, off road tours, the community events, and this is where you'd like to educate your guests about uh, your beautiful valley where you live, and and Canab and all the wonderful things to do there. And so this Roadhouse is a phenomenal idea. I, I'm assuming, Francis, you were one of the, the brainchilds behind that as well. As you know, Utah is being discovered. I mean, we've discovered it a long time ago. Utah's a wonderful place. I love Utah. It's so fantastic and so beautiful. We understood that, look, if we don't take the initiative to make Kanab and southern Utah the kind of place that we want it to be, some, you know, out-of-state entity, some economic, you know, force is going to come in and roll over this place and turn it into something that our local community would prefer that it wasn't. So we wanted to ensure that we're able to save an old landmark hotel in town and turn it into something that was really built for the future and address the the needs of both our visitors. We have 30 to 40,000 visitors a year, but also to address the needs of more and more people who are traveling with their pets. And so that's what the Roadhouse is about. Well, it's brilliant. People have to go to the website. You want to give that address, please? Sure. It's uh, bestfriends.org, and then I believe it's just bestfriends.org slash roadhouse. But uh, if you go to bestfriends.org and go to the sanctuary, visiting the sanctuary, you'll get all the information about uh, the various accommodations and things, both on-site and off-site. Bestfriends.org, sanctuary, visit the sanctuary, and then you'll get all that information. We'll love to see you. Perfect. Francis, thank you so much. All my best to you. Please uh, let Julie know I asked about her. And thank you for your incredible work. I'm just so impressed. I totally will. Thank you so very much. It's my pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of ksonewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave. And coming up next, more success stories from Mighty Main Street. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.